Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Making Moves with myself and Kenzie Elizabeth. Hi. Kenzie's one of my besties. Besties. Yeah. Like for the rest. Yeah. It's been like six years now. Yeah. Kenzie was my first real friend in Mm -hmm. LA. We always talk about this. Um, But for those of you that don't know, she is an awesome content creator. My first actual friend in LA. Yeah. Like the only reason I am here is because of Kenzie. <laughs> we bonded. We met. She came up. What did you come up to me for? I think it was to film. No, we met at at church. Yeah, but, but I'm you like, came up to me about something like creative. It was something like that, honestly, and then I was like, oh, I forget. I think you wanted to film like YouTube videos or something like that. It was very like I don't TK know if I smart. I would have done that. No, you can yeah, you would have. Really? Yeah, Taylor, that's a good thing. Of course you would have. No, but I feel like we like it was way more personal and my Oh, head. well it was that too. And then we went to Maggiano's the next day. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I'm like I forget what I said. Like, it was genuinely. something it was something like film-wise. Okay. Yeah. Perhaps. Maybe. Maybe I was like I can help you film or something. Yeah, well you were like also we have common interests. And then I texted her and it was literally a Friday night and I was like any chance you don't have plans tonight and then we went to dinner immediately. Wow. Okay. Wait, what was your first impression of me? I just have to ask. They always ask this on Pretty Basic, and I think it's, like, a pretty, like, 
It's narcissistic, but like also intuitive. No, it's fine. <laughs> well, mine is I'm totally. Like, totally <laughs> mine's totally different because I knew you when you were just like a college student way before no, I know. like That's social what I'm media. Saying. Like, what was um, I like? <laughs> I don't know. I think. Well, I kept saying that. You know what? Talk about like praying, manifesting, all of that stuff. Yeah. I kept saying that whole week because I. Basically, just needed new friends in LA. Yeah. And I remember being on the phone with my dad, and I was like, no, I know I'm about to meet my new best friend. Like, I would say that as a joke. Yeah. And then you walked up to me. I don't know. I felt like, I don't really remember other than thinking, like, we would get along. Yeah. I remember yeah. you being, though, so, like, my first impression of you was, I think I thought you were going to be a lot more, like, not giving me the time of day, and you, like, completely gave me more than the time of yeah day. i was like saturday night plans immediately yeah. and then and we I, both had passion planners yeah and yeah. i liked how you like it because i put a lot of effort into relationships and like friendships and i felt like you totally reciprocated yeah that, i do the same which was like so cool because i feel like that's pretty rare you know yeah. especially in la and i was like this bitch is cooler than me like she's not gonna give me the time <laughs> of day and you did well, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have thought to not give you the time. I know, but, like, in your head. But, yeah, like, yes. I was a little nobody. And, like, we were just, uh, at the end of the day, we were just so, like, we had so many common interests and we were so similar, like, regardless of the career path mm -hmm. we were both in or wanted to be in. We just, like, are similar people. Yeah. So I think that's why it worked. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, Kenzie, how is it being a Dallas girly and now like coming back to LA all the time? Because I, yeah. I love this about you. Kenzie moved to Dallas and she always comes back to LA still. Mm -hmm. I honestly think I'm in New York more now, though. Um, yeah, but people always say when they move, they're like, oh, they're I'll be back be all the time. Like, I'm going to be like by a coastal or whatever. And like, you actually do it. Yeah. Also, I was with a bunch of friends this weekend at Dawn's birthday and they were saying like, I actually feel like I see the exact same amount because you're in LA. You don't actually see your friends yeah. that often and moving away and coming back. I see them literally the exact same amount. Yeah. You're so good at planning too. Yeah. Well, I have to be. Um, I love Dallas. Best decision I've ever made for myself. Mm -hmm. I've never been happier in my entire life. So that's incredible. It gives me more freedom. I think it just, I don't, in every single way, it has benefited my life mm -hmm. and made it like 10 times better. Good. Yeah. I love that. Do you, I saw in your Instagram story the other day, you were like, I would maybe dance around moving to like a Nashville or a New York or something. Would you ever, ever do that? I or? wouldn't move there permanent. I wouldn't move to New York permanently. I would do like six months in New York or something. Oh, okay. And then Nashville. I would do that. Yeah. Like I would just do extended periods of time. I don't think I would ever get my place in Texas. Yeah. And then also like I, my biggest fear is like meeting someone and then like, falling in love and then having to move that's actually my biggest fear wait that what do you mean having to move? like what if like they have to live in another city for their job or something oh i'm fine with that no i don't want to leave dallas i would be fine with it if i lived in la though oh, i would be like really? oh i'm ready to go okay yeah but like if they live in nashville that's okay <laughs> that's it <laughs> that's literally it yeah okay just nashville like yeah. okay maybe i New will York. say if it was like idaho or some shit mm -hmm. like that wouldn't work out for me yeah but i just don't see you dating someone from like idaho just <laughs> job wise like i just well, i don't see like the career path being that you know no i don't but i was thinking like <laughs> what if they uh, get signed to like yeah that's know, true like the minnesota vikings like no you can still split your ear though no yeah I, I, or i could just fly in for the games yeah <laughs> exactly good idea yeah, I know actually a lot of athletes or like girlfriends and athletes that their girlfriend lives here and the man's is like on some like, I don't know, random like middle of America team and he'll come back here when he's not like practicing. But I'm sure it's yeah. hard. It's basically long distance. But yeah. at the same time, if you date an athlete to begin with, it's long distance, even if you're in the same city because they're traveling so much for games. 
Yeah, that's true. So, so may no as well live where you want to live. Yeah, true. Right? Anyway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How's your um, love life? I mean, I have... I actually asked my therapist if there was something wrong with me the other day because I've never had less desire at all to date anyone. I was like, is really? there something? I don't know how to, like, I feel like I've also been in a few, like, longer relationships and I've, like, done that yeah. in my 20s and I'm just so happy and I love my friends so much. And, like, my social life in Dallas couldn't be better. Uh-huh. I can't imagine, this is what I always say, I cannot imagine choosing to go on a date over hanging out with my friends like and that is my problem i see that no i get that i i think the idea of a like serious relationship scares me personally because i'm like in such a not to be that girl but like i'm in such a i just got my own place Mm -hmm. like i'm in like my like fitness routine like i'm in my career no it would like like, ruin my routine no yeah yeah, everything that would really fork with me and i like right now the life if I lived in LA, I think it would be different. I just think it's exactly where I'm at now. I don't want to. But also, I can book a flight and leave two days later and it not affect anything. I just have so much freedom right now. Not that, like, dating someone would... But you have to think about someone else, you know? And I don't really want to think about anyone else. Yeah. I just want to think about myself. No, and my like, friends. dead ass. Yeah. And also, I know you. We're both the type of people where if I'm dating someone, yeah. like, th- every decision I'm thinking, like, I'm sorry, like, they're included in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why what's wrong with me but like i devote like everything i like put it all that's not a bad thing but yeah like i'm invested on the other end you don't just date random people no i don't it has to be like we're both this way you have we have to be obsessed with them and it's Mm -hmm. a very serious thing so if you did that with a bunch of random people yeah it would be unhealthy but you don't oh so it's fine i don't think that's a bad thing Mm, yeah Yeah, you're welcome (laughs) wait when do you think your next like serious relationship will be actually I have two questions when do you think your next serious relationship will be and how many more do you think you'll have before you're married I mean I hope to god not more than what I hope the next person I'm with I don't want to go through another breakup I would I don't want to I don't want yeah I don't want to if I'm like in a relationship with someone I don't want it to be more than that Uh um maybe 2023 2024 I don't see it this year wait is when you have a a serious relationship yeah okay and then you hope you hope one relationship. Yeah, I don't want another breakup. Oh, like you That's, want that the next one to be the one. Yeah, and so that might be too why I'm like I have no interest. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. I see. Okay, I feel like I'm going to date like I'm gonna have like two or three more like serious relationships mm-hmm. before I find the one. I say that, and then I'm like I don't know because I also that freaks me out so much now that I say it. So maybe one or two more. It depends too because like I would date someone like certain like. Honestly, I could see maybe one for you. Like one serious one, you break up, and then you the next person. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Because you, you again, we're not the type to just date just to mm-hmm. date. So you're going to keep, you're going to have a year or so, uh, at least a couple, in between that big relationship. That's true. And like the next big one, right? It, it just like stresses me assume. out thinking about it. Especially in your 20s, because I'm like, well, I'm 24, I turn 25, we both turn 25 next summer. We're like two weeks apart. And then it's like, okay, well, then I'm 25. And then I start dating someone, and that's three years. And then you get, like, that that whole timeline that you shouldn't do because it's unhealthy and pointless, it gives me so much anxiety. I can't even think like that. See, I don't think of that. Oh I don't God, think about I can't, it. I can't deal with it. Do you think you think about it more because you're in Dallas? No, because I none of my friends are dating or engaged oh, really? or anything okay. well we i know one person who's engaged because i feel like back home like the yeah. clock is ticking but here like the clock is not ticking yeah i don't feel pressure 
to like settle down or date someone but I, that's just how I naturally am I think in like timelines mm. so it freaks me out yeah I get that that's pretty crazy to think like yeah because I feel like 25 in my head's like fucking old I know no I think about it all the time I had a mental breakdown when I turned 24 I was like oh my god I'm I can't do this I'm so old like I, I and also I've had like every adult responsibility that you could have uh-huh. but I for whatever reason think I'm 17 and I just, yeah. I, it freaks me out. Well, I will say, I think 25, though, is, like, a special year for people. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the number is such a good number, and it is your, like, quarter-life crisis. I think yeah. it's going to be a really, like, transformative year for both of us. I'm actually really excited. And when I turned 24, I ended up liking it, and now I like getting older. I'm like, ooh, like, 25. Oh, and you Peyton do? loved being 25. No, I know. Like, so Peyton's that's what obsession, I always think about it. Was, Peyton's obsession, yes. <laughs> my old roommate's obsession with twenty being 25, is, like, what gets me excited for 25. Yeah. And she also said 24 was the worst year of her life. So I'm like, okay, like, this is not bad. 23 was my worst year 24 has been good I don't know what my worst year was maybe like 18 or 19 because I was like yeah. in LA and I was so lost but it was also so good yeah like for that's me how I feel as about a 23 person. yeah okay well I love that when do you think I'll get in my next serious relationship I don't know Taylor you're a wild card I really um like I mean I feel like you won it this year but I don't know how se- I, the word serious kind of changes that. Like, yeah. I would say within like this year, next year. Okay. Next year, latest. Uh huh. I could see that. I could see myself dating someone this year, but it doesn't have to be like, it's not the one, but like I would date them. It's also <laughs> just so different. You living in LA, dating here is the worst thing. I've to never ever seriously dated someone here. Yeah. But I've also so never hard. found someone I liked. Here. Exactly. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a very like specific type. Yeah. You needed to stay in Santa Monica. <laughs> That's like, I guess so. I just yeah. need to go. Yeah. I need to go exactly where they are yeah. more. I need, I need to just like make it my spot. Every sports bar imaginable. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway. Okay. One of the things I admire so much about you, Kenzie, is you are a say it and then you do it. Like you wow, literally- say you're like you talk the talk and you walk or you walk the talk yeah thank you, you literally do dead ass and I find that to be so powerful and rare because I say a lot of bullshit that I don't do even like my I feel like just everyone I know says a lot of bullshit that we don't do which <laughs> is okay but like you dead ass do it and it, it doesn't mean that you do it the best yeah. but you still fucking do it and I like respect that so much and I just want to know why do you have that mentality do you even think about that why is that so important to you to like finish something or fulfill it or execute it you know what I mean it wouldn't I don't I it has to be a way that I was raised because I would never not do it like I wouldn't think to not do it also my biggest pet peeve I don't feel like you do that by the way like when you say you're gonna do a bunch of stuff and then don't execute yeah but I I I will say yes but also I do come up with like crazy ideas and stuff all the time that I want to do and I just don't do because I'm like and it's like a lot of work and blah like in time and yes yeah so I definitely do do it but I also there's people that are worse than me I'd say. I also have had a lot of freedom because I have worked for myself since I was 16 17 years old that's true I've always had the freedom to do it. And then and if you're I, the only person that's going to. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's true. Yes. So I if I that. say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. I will say my biggest pet peeve about people is 
like when you're talking about something or like talking a lot of shit or like whatever it is and you have no solution it's like all right well you're not you're just like going in circles and you're not doing anything like if you keep complaining you need to come up with a solution um so I just like can't stand that and other people it's less about but in my mind I think about it in a way of you're unhappy with something and you're not making change not really like oh you have an idea and you're gonna execute it so I don't know that in itself mm. really bothers me and it just annoys me because I'm like you can't keep complaining about something if you are not going to make gonna a change. Take the yeah. Action, yeah. So I don't know. It just didn't really cross my mind to not do it mm-hmm. necessarily. Well, okay. My question is though. Awesome. It's so awesome and fulfilling when you're like, okay, I want to start a podcast and it works out well, mm-hmm. right? And you actually do it, and it you know things just happen and it works out well. But what happens when you are like a nobody and you start a podcast and it's just like actually really forking hard and maybe like it's more work than you expected, which it will be. And um, I don't know, it's getting in the way of things and you're you're not as passionate about it anymore because you're doing all like the nitty gritty and I don't know, whatever the case is. So in that sense, like you just don't give up, I would say. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you reroute and change your mind, which is fine. But I feel like you, like, go full force with things. And what if you're not that into it? Because I can't imagine you being that into every single thing that you say you want to do and end up doing. Right? Yeah. I've also been around long enough to know, like, people go in waves. So even if something isn't working out for you in that moment in the way that you expect it to, it doesn't mean that it's not going to next year. Like, there's been so many people. That's a great outlook. Yeah. There's been so many people. It's like, oh, well, they're big now. But two years from now, they probably won't be and there will be someone else. Yeah. So also, that's just not my, that's not really like how I define success either. In the words of Luke Combs in the song Doing It or Doing This or whatever, he's like, I'd still be doing this if I wasn't doing this. I was thinking about this on the car right Wait, there. what is the line? Basically, he's, he, the song, the concept is he was asked in an interview what he would be doing if he wasn't doing music, like to the extent that he is. Uh-huh. And he was like, I would still be doing this. Got it. And then I was thinking about that today, like career-wise. I'm like, even if I wasn't doing like YouTube podcasting full-time, I would still be doing it. Like, yeah. I genuinely do love it that much. There are parts of any job that you're not going to Same. like. And I actually think that's a really important part of it. But I also really love doing it, so that makes it easier. But you can't... I, I just think, like, even if I would have stopped doing YouTube, if someone said something rude to me when I was 18 and, like, made fun of me at school or whatever... If I would have stopped then, I would not have the career that I have now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I always think like big, I'm a big picture thinker and Got I it. think bigger. So I'm not really as focused in on like that exact moment. But mm-hmm. also like you don't know who's going to be the next big thing. You don't know who's going to pop off. Like there are people who randomly pop up, pop off on TikTok mm-hmm. at like 30. Emily Mariko had been around for a long time. Oh my gosh, she, she was posting forever. Yeah, yeah. So like you just don't know what's finally going to hit. But also like you're your worth cannot cannot uh like exist in numbers on the internet Mm -hmm. and i think that's the thing i've had really good boundaries with and that's why i've been able to kind of just like stick it out Mm. um but yeah i don't know like it's also to me a lot more about like building a really strong community than it is about having like millions of subscribers great advice so because i have which you have a strong ass community yes you do yeah and so because i have that that is so much more fulfilling to me than like having millions of followers on something and no community like i i way more care about a community than i care about a following Mm -hmm. so um yeah, I don't know. But if you're in that position and you're starting a podcast and you really love it and it's not happening, like you, Lauren and Michael said this to me. Michael said this to me when I signed the podcast when we first launched. He's like, you have to commit to doing a, like 
50 plus episodes before you think anything's gonna happen. Wow. And it worked it worked out almost immediately. Yeah. But he was like, you have to just know it takes time. Like, you mm-hmm. can't... Good things take time. Good, t- Yeah, exactly. And if you were quit, if you quit under a year in the podcast world especially, like, I would just recommend staying consistent and sticking it out mm-hmm. for a while. And also, it's hard. Like, with podcasting, you find your own voice. And I still feel like I'm still finding my voice. Mm-hmm. And even Joe Rogan said it took him, like, 500 episodes to figure that out. So, it just takes time. Even myself, like, I... I completely I've been I've been having this podcast for years now but like I completely Mm rebranded and I like it's weird because I felt like I needed the tools that I have now to to do that rebrand the right way but I am so glad I didn't start out with what I have right now because like everything that I started with like starting on anchor Mm -hmm. and like doing it out of my house and like using coffee table books as my like table or like my mic stand and like buying all my own equipment editing the fork out of my podcast like I have so much more it shaped me into a way better podcaster and like have way more empathy even when I'm listening to someone else like if a little audio thing goes wrong like all the time I feel like podcasters be like hey guys sorry the audio is a little forked but like I'm still gonna upload it like that doesn't bother me because I'm like I I get it like I I respect that you like took the time to do it and whatever and I don't know I think that everyone's journey like your chapter eight might be my chapter five and like Mm -hmm. that's okay um but yeah all that to say is I respect the fork out of you like starting and finishing things because I think it's like it's such a simple concept and it's so hard it might be pride in me too, in like an unhealthy way, that if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. No, I've like, been that way my entire life. No, dead ass, yeah. you do. It's but crazy. It might be to pride. Me. I'm like, well, I said I'm going to do it. I have to do it, you know? Yeah. Even stuff that I'm like, you'll just say, in my head, you're just saying it to me to like bounce off ideas. And because I do that all the time, I'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, you know, I would love to come up with a card game one day. Oh, I would love to like do this. I would love to have a lipstick thing. And like in my head, I'm like, that's an idea. But like, you're like, no, I'm doing it right now. Yeah, and I'm like that. How? Why? How? Who? What? Where? When? Why? There are things though that I want to do that I don't. I'm like, it's not my time to do them yet. Okay, so I will like bounce that off. I'm like, oh, there's things at 30 I want to do that I won't do yeah. now. So, but that's you know, I mean, we'll see if I end up doing it. So <laughs> that's six years away. What is that? Um, like eventually, I would want like I was at Boot Barn, you know, not that long ago. Love one of my favorite places barn. to be. Told me about the Farmers Almanac. I learned a lot there. Um, but every country star has a cowboy boot line, and I realized that, and I was like, I need a cowboy boot line. Like that is what I want to do at That'd thirty. Be fantastic. Yeah, I'm already doing a clothing brand which launches this year, and that we've been working on for the past year. So that's now, but I'm like later. And then also I'd want to make Breadwinning Housewife an even bigger thing and do more like kitchen, cookbook, things like that. I want to mm-hmm. do a book one day. Like there are things I want to do. I just you know it's not my time. You have to do a book. Yeah, I will. Well, I went to a psychic uh, the other day. This was crazy. They gave, Dom and I went. Wait, where? I need to go. I'll give you her contact. It's actually, you know, Kit Keenan. Yes. Okay, so she posted something about a psychic. I and love I her. called her immediately and I was like, who is a psychic? Like you need to tell me because we need answers. Um, So we went. In New York? No, sorry. It was on Zoom. We made a video about it. It's not up yet. But Wait, I need it. It's on Zoom? Yeah, you can just Zoom. She's like three months out. I'll give you her like phone number just okay. like after this. Period. But, um, her name is Laura Safaldi or something like that. She's really incredible. But it was crazy. She asked me what... Um, You'll love this because it's boys. She asked me if I knew if there was a male in my life that started with this certain letter 
and it was my ex-boyfriend and I was like yeah she asked me about a number in a month and at first I was like no there's no correlation after that I'm like oh my god that's the number was when we started dating the month was the last time was like recent last time I was with him um completely explained everything and I was like that's so weird but it was odd because it's not something I care about now like that's like past stuff but it was validating because everything else that she said I trusted more (laughs) and then she asked about another name and it was Dom's ex like most recent ex crazy stuff and I've like never been into this at all I was just like interested I'm open to like whatever and then she told me I was gonna write a book basically is what I'm getting at but it was crazy Wait, did she have your information though? Like, could she look you up on the internet? She could have she... looked me up on the internet, but there were things about Dom's family and boys. Like, these are not boys that have, we've ever posted. About, okay. Because also in my head, I'm like, I think that too. Yeah. Well, also I'm like, I don't really care because just like tell me what I want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, just I'm tell like, me all the. Look me up. Like, yeah. tell me like what you actually think I'm gonna do because like I'll like run with it. But well, she went into Dom's family though of things that Dom doesn't talk about her family online at all no. that were just very specific. It was that's bananas. Oh my yeah. gosh, give me her info. Oh, I will. I've always wanted to go to one of those people. Yeah, she's great. It's on Zoom. She's New Jersey medium. Wow. Oh, yeah. And Kit like recommended her. She yeah, Kit just love randomly. Her? They randomly like cross paths, and the girl came up to her, basically, and said, "What does this name mean to you? What does this month mean to you?" And it was a guy, and they had stopped talking that month, and then it went on about the future. It was crazy so that's why i called her i was like wait okay i want to know career stuff like can you please yeah she said tv too which a lot of people have said so like we'll see tv mm-hmm. like a show or something she yeah and she was I, I feel like if anything it would be like hosting but she just kept saying tv and book around 30 definitely book yeah yeah for sure so maybe we'll it's like you're promoting your book like on, on, on like TV. interviews on tv yeah but i wouldn't be shocked if there was like hosting or something yeah. you know true so anyway okay let's cut to a quick break and we're gonna come back with some of y'all's questions Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like, it I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I Thank you so much to Apartments.com for sponsoring this episode of Making Moves. Apartments.com believes a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read 
more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing-slash-time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. The one thing that has kept me sane throughout the 75 hard challenge, and more importantly, has kept me hydrated the most, is liquid IV. Y'all, when I tell you, I literally crave liquid IV. Like the lemon lime flavor lives rent free in my head. First of all, it just always quenches my thirst, but it is perfectly sour and has that tangy taste to it. And it's just so good. Like a nice cold, crisp glass of liquid IV. Oh my gosh. Sounds so good. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. So I actually just taste tested all of the flavors for you guys, the pear, the white peach, the green grape, and the lemon lime. And I have to tell you, I still think lemon lime is my favorite. (laughs) But my second favorite is green grape. And then my third favorite, believe it or not, is pear. I'm actually shocked by how much I like pear. And then in fourth place for me was the white peach. My favorite thing about liquid IV is how convenient it is, especially because I am always on the go. I am booked and busy, and I'm sure you guys are too. So being able to pack it so easily in a purse or a carry-on or whatever the case is, like my work bag, I always have a liquid IV in there because throughout my day, I get so thirsty and nothing truly satisfies my thirst craving other than a liquid IV. Like it is so good. I literally want to make one right now. And listen, drinking water is great. Like I've been drinking so much water while doing the 75 hard challenge, but one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you way better than water alone. And I love it because I feel like it actually revives me. And the best part about it is that there's no artificial sweeteners and zero sugar. However you hydrate, grab your Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier, sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TK at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code TK at liquidiv.com. This is the first question, and I actually really like it because I think we're really good at it. it is, and really humble and um, modest. Yeah, I'm, I'm really humble and sexy and gorgeous. Yeah, obviously. Okay. Uh, how do you separate your friendship from being online and offline? Okay. Because I think we do a pretty a good really job of good it. A really good job about this. I was with Peyton last week, and we got dinner. And Peyton and I have been friends. I have known her probably for six years now. Mm-hmm. And we... We talk work and stuff, but normally it's never... If you guys... Obviously, I feel like everyone listening to this podcast knows Peyton. Peyton is my TK's older, older roommate. roommate um, who I technically trusted. I never had met her, and I trusted her being my roommate because she knew Kenzie. Yeah. And like, you know what I, I mean? I was like, they're mutual, but they connected through yeah. Instagram. Um, But I realized we had like all, this whole business talk, and I'm like, we've never actually really talked work. Because Peyton has the craziest life and the best stories out of anyone, and she is the most fascinating person to me she's literally my favorite person to sit down and talk to so I have a lot of other things to ask her about her life um and then I realized like oh we were like six years into this and we actually never really talked work uh-huh. ever so I'm like that with people but I'm also on the other end we're both very driven and have so many ideas uh-huh. 
but we also became friends you weren't even I mean you had a YouTube channel like just like anyone else had one but like we just became friends before that so I think that helps too like we didn't we didn't meet to like film of YouTube videos and yeah. collab and then you know yeah. I was gonna say I feel like you literally know at least out of my LA friends the most about my personal life like back in the day like my mm-hmm. ex-boyfriends and yeah. like things like that oh, yeah. oh like she was there for my like big have, breakup have you told the story on the podcast of you took the fireball the shot of fireball or whatever at 7 a.m i don't think i have you tell the story i don't know that i have it's actually such a good one <laughs> We threw Taylor a congrats, a breakup party dinner. Congrats, you broke up with at him. At Gracias Madre. Yeah. <laughs> a literal party at okay. 19. Wait, this was like, we were so This savage. is a good story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so I had been dating this guy for too long. And Years. Yeah. And it was the never ending breakup. Like, it was so dramatic. It was a good three month long breakup. Yeah. Honestly, I like blacked out so much of it that I'm like. Oh, what? When did, what, was this like the last final straw? Because I'm like, did we get back together after this? Yeah, because he came and went to that thing. But this was. The, he flew. This okay. was when you He first, was so dramatic too. You oh took a God. break. You didn't talk for a few weeks. He was supposed to call you. He did it. And then you did this. Period. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was I have a really good memory. Yeah, That's why I really shit. do. Oh, yeah. Probably because I complained like crazy bitch to you. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe I did this. <laughs> I was so, I literally thought I was Miranda Priestly. Like, yeah. actually. Like, I was oh, like, yeah. okay. <laughs> so, um, this guy I was dating. Uh, we had been dating for too long. And he lived back in the Midwest. And I lived here. So, I was like a city girl. And he was like a, I don't know, like a 307. Yes. Major 307 vibes. And um, <laughs> so, we decided to take a break okay we're gonna forking break up soon but in my head i was like all right we're taking a break and i didn't want to break up like i just wasn't ready in the sense that i needed i knew i needed deep down to like break up and i needed to like just like plant my roots in la because i was just so dilly dallying like back and forth and like i didn't even really like let like him that much like i, yeah. I did but like i think i like the idea of him more than him and <laughs> we um so he kind of initiated this he was like in a frat and he like wanted a party and like i i knew it needed to happen but like also i just didn't want it to so we took this break i end up like going to coachella like doing all this shit like blah blah blah, blah. he's like we're gonna do it for a month and i was like we're not gonna talk and then we'll regroup right so we take the break i go to coachella it's like after a week and of course he like calls me after a week um and i'm like dude what the fuck like stop talking to me we're on a break so idiot. um yeah get the memo yeah idiot this is your idea <laughs> so um we talk for like i don't know 10 minutes and then i was like all right gotta go like we're on a break so we had a specific date it was like a monday that it, i don't know monday april let's see if i went to coachella's in the beginning so let's say it was like april 30th and um <laughs> That was the date. And everyone forking knew. Oh, I knew the date. He knew the yeah. date. I knew the date. Kenzie knew the date. Like, the actual day of when we were supposed to, like, decide, okay, are we breaking up or are we, like, making this work? So, the day comes around and I'm, like, a nervous wreck. I can't eat. I can't sleep. Like, I'm just, like, I don't know. I was, like, super really obsessed. Yeah. yeah, I was super obsessed with this guy. 
And I just didn't want to break. I didn't want to break up. I wasn't ready. Like, I don't think I had like I was scared. Like, I didn't have my friends here yet. And I just he was like my comfort zone and whatever. So the the date comes around and I'm like literally having my I'm texting my friends. I'm like, dude, guys, like send a prayer up for me today. Like what's going on? Like whatever. So the date the date comes around and I don't hear anything the whole forking day. Because in my head, I'm like, he has to reach out. He wanted the break like. It's he should know it's his decision ultimately because I want to stay together. Don't hear anything the whole entire day. Like actually imagine you've been dating someone for like two and a half, three years and like you take this long ass break and it's like a long day if you don't talk to your significant other for like a week. Like that's a long time, let alone a month. So that Monday comes around. No, nothing. No, zip. Nothing. Right. And I'm probably like going off to Kenzie about it. Yeah. Like whatever. And a few of my other friends and they weren't even that good of friends, but like everyone knew what was going on. They were like, what a dick. So then the next day I'm like, okay, he'll definitely like, you know, call me tomorrow. Right. Don't hear anything. Like nothing. Like literally nothing. This is a Tuesday. Wednesday comes around. I'm like, he's for sure going to hit me up today. Like, and also like he was a pretty, like he wasn't that big of a douchebag where he would like live up to his word like if he was gonna say something i knew he would well the letters oh my god i'm telling you my memory (gasps) guys i don't know how you did holy shit yeah and so then um the letter (laughs) so then thursday comes around (laughs) and i'm like i think one of his guy friends was talking to me and i was like no no no. i think i called him on wednesday you woke up this is how you told us i called him on wednesday and he didn't forking answer remember yeah. Okay, this is it. I remember. So um, I was talking to one of his friends, and I was, like, trying to, like, see what the vibe was. Like, hi, is, like, so-and-so alive? And he was like, yeah. So I was, like, in my head, it was Wednesday. He was supposed to call Monday. I was like, I'm just going to forking call him, right? Like, yeah. I'm going to, like, just get the balls and call him. So I'm literally, like, on my knees in my bedroom, like, terrified, shaking, screaming, crying, throwing up. And I'm, like, telling my friends, I'm, like, I'm about to call him. Like, wish me luck, whatever. So I call him. It's been a month. We haven't talked. He hasn't reached out to me. I call him. I, like, get the nerve to finally actually dial his phone number. And rings. Rings. Like, he does not not answer me. He doesn't fucking answer me on this call. I was livid. Like, actually so fucking mad. So then I'm, like, all right. You know what? He is going to call me back, right? So I'm thinking the whole night he's going to call me back. Like I've missed the call or whatever, blah, 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 blah. So then the next morning, there's nothing. I talked to my one of my best friends and my mom and they're like, pull the plug. Like it's time. Like pull the forking plug. Meanwhile, I'm updating Kenzie with all this. She's like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I wake up the next morning. I'm in my matching Victoria's Secret pajama set. That's my favorite part of the story. <laughs> hearts they're like red and pink hearts oh yeah i remember them yeah and i walk into my kitchen and i had i think some jack daniels i don't even know if i was 21 yet honestly i think i might have been 20 yeah you weren't because it was your birthday in palm springs yeah i was 20 so i went (laughs) and i got some jack daniels and i don't even forking like whiskey but i was like fork it so i pour a shot in to a glass i literally it's probably eight in the morning or 7.30, I rip a shot, I'm my 20-year-old self in my matching pajama set, rip a <laughs> shot of whiskey, 
I go into my roommate's room, who I wasn't really that tight with, but like she just was involved with everything. Mm -hmm. So I go into my roommate's room. I call him and I'm like, I have to call him and I'm going to break up with him. So I call him and he answers and he's like, hey, Tay, oh my God, I was just going to call you. And I was like, oh, really? I'm calling to break up with you. <laughs> no, the line is like, oh, I'm calling to break up with you. Episode title. It's a I really. Call- no, he it's goes, a- oh my God, I was just going to call you. And I was like, no way, I'm calling to break up with you. And then he like, goes silent. So like I was savage. And he goes like radio silent. He's like what like so concerned he like claims he never saw my call or got it blah 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 blah. i'm not kidding you like the next that it was a thursday sunday he flew to la yeah (laughs) or saturday i don't know it was insane immediately and we were like 20 years old i'm like relax (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so yeah that happened and there were a lot of letters oh my god i forgot about the letters yeah. yeah what did you think of that Was I being dramatic? Well, no. Now that I'm looking back on it, I think, too, that's another way that we got so close because there's no bonding like bonding over a breakup. Yeah. And you gave me such good advice. Yeah. We and I had recently gone through a breakup like six months before that. And so I was like, okay, do this, do that. And I don't know. There's just no bond. There's it's such an easy thing to bring friends together. Uh And we got really close through that. But I will say you're so good with like. Like, I would complain and talk about it, and you were, like, still so good at advice, and they like, hear me out. Yeah. Which I people get annoyed easily. Yeah, but I feel like people who get annoyed easily haven't, like, had their heart broken, Yes, too. that's true. <laughs> so I think because I just gone through such a bad breakup, I was like, I get it. I remember one of my friends annoyed me so much in high school, and then when I went through my first breakup, I You're was like, like, oh, I feel bad. That makes sense. Um, The other thing with the breakup, too you were just comfortable you were and this is how I was with my breakup with my college boyfriend it's like I didn't actually want to be with him but I was too and I was in denial yes and I was too comfortable and I was way more afraid of how my life would change by losing that person than I was of losing the person if you're in that position leave the relationship now and I promise you your life will get 100 times better like I wouldn't let me even think about it because I knew it was wrong like yeah. I knew, I knew I, like I knew I was not his girl and I knew he was not my guy. And like, he just, we're so different. Yeah. <laughs> like and I'm I think, way too, no. Had that not happened, I don't know if you would, you would be a different person because you would have stayed on that path because you're in that relationship and you were so young. You yeah. Know? And yeah. So, and then he flew out. It was so dramatic. <laughs> like literally so dramatic. He flew out like ASAP Rocky, like, uh, like a move. frat boy. Literally, oh, helped me move, broke up with me again after he ha- flew out to help me move. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind of bullshit, but like it shaped me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it turned also, you into Also, I who think you I are. scare him. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he wrote me a, what, a 22 page letter? Yes. And she didn't respond for like two weeks, by the way. Yeah. She was sitting on that 22 handwritten letter, by the way, mm-hmm. that he dropped off in her mailbox. She didn't reply for me. He's a good writer. The thing about you is that you can be really intimidating, not naturally. Like you're not, you're very friendly and, uh-huh. and approachable, but you are really intimidating <laughs> yeah. in the sense of with guys. I know. You will say something. Like, yeah. If I some, don't give a Fuck. No, like she will walk straight up if someone like had literally ignored her for months and she walks straight up to them and is like, hey, what's up? Like, yeah. yeah. No, like I think I'm unpredictable. Yeah. Like I'm scary in that sense. And I understand that because a lot of people have told me that. Yeah, but it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I like, I have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And I, I will say because of the break th- shit, I think that hurt me so much. I was like, oh, I'm giving you a taste of 
like your own medicine. I wonder. Yeah, it was definitely that. But I wonder if breaks so have ever worked for people. I'm sure there has to be I success think, cases. Yes, I think in the sense where it's like, oh, we broke up, slash took a break for a little bit, and then got back together. But they they never work. I I think they only work if you guys see other people. Yeah. Or like dilly dally a little. Because yeah, I sense. think like you have to realize, oh, okay, actually I miss that person. You have to actually move on yeah. to know that you want to go. Yeah. Back. Yeah. Uh huh. I actually think a breakup before you get married is super like healthy. There are so many couples, married couples that I know who broke up when they were dating. Oh yeah. Yeah. So many. But yeah, I think, oh my gosh, that was such a good story. And so I need more drama like that in my life, like boy drama. Yeah. And he, um, yeah, we ended up breaking up for realsies and it was like the best thing of my life. I like finally came into my own. I feel like he held me back a lot. Lauren and I talk about that all the time and we're like, our breakups are the best thing that could have ever happened to us. Oh my gosh. Ever. I was, I didn't even realize the stuff I was like holding myself back Mm -hmm. from doing because of like so-and-so. And And when you're in the relationship, you don't want to admit it. Yeah. So then you're just, it's like never ending denial. Mm -hmm. You're like gaslighting yourself. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Kenzie is the best, like you're one of my favorite friends to talk boys because you're so understanding. Thanks. No, and the last guy I was like dilly-dallying with. (laughs) Oh yeah. You literally took me aside and you go, that is, TK, have fun, do what you want. That is not your guy. And everyone has been telling me that when Kenzie said it, I was like, you're right. But also, like, people were holding back. Like, people, I was like, oh, someone's going to say something? Like, and then I was like, okay, I got soft call. Like, I am not the friend. I'm, on one end, incredibly understanding. I really am. I've also been in therapy my whole life. So, like, I really am really understanding. But I'm also, when people are afraid of confrontation because they, like, don't want to hurt someone's feelings or don't want to, like, whatever, I'm like, if that's my friend and they're going to waste any more of their time in this setting, that is that is doing them a disservice. Yeah. Like, I will call and be like, I, don't, I did it this weekend. I do it, like, I'm not, I don't do it if there's not, like, enough relational yeah. equity. I'm not just going to random people. But I'm like, no, a friend texted me yesterday and I drafted out a message. I was like, well, all you have to do is communicate, draft out a message. It's just not that hard. Communicate and tell your friends when someone is not it. But the thing is, I think your approach, instead of being like, oh, he's such a fuckboy. Yeah. I like, do you, like, you don't do that at all. You're very, like, no, I get it. Yeah. You're like, I get it. He does this. Like, that's kind of cute, whatever. But I'm just telling you. He's fun. Yeah, you're yeah. like, I get it. He's so fun. Blah, blah, blah. But, like, I'm telling you. And you, like, literally just were so straight up. You were just like, I just know that's not your guy. But, like, have fun. And I was like, oh, my God. She's right. Like, I'm cutting this off. I literally, next day, funeral. Yeah. But I just didn't want you to keep, like, I don't know. I I wanted you to feel better. Yeah. You know? You had my best interest. Yeah. I have their best interest in mind. Mm-hmm. Which was crazy. And I swear, like, I deadass listened to you. Did I not? Mm-hmm. No, you did immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, like, I listen to Kenzie. I'm like, because I feel like you also, like, some of my friends just don't understand, like, the way I dilly-dally with dudes. Because I do. I like, mm-hmm. he, like, I have a bunch of people I like to flirt with or whatever. Or, like, whatever. But <laughs> you, I feel like you get it. And you just know when it's, like, actually wasting my time. Yeah. Cause versus I think, when it's just fun. I think both of us can be like, oh, no, like, we're not actually invested or something. And yeah. then all of a sudden we are invested. And I'm like, you can't get to that point. Mm-hmm. Once you get to a certain point, it's so much harder to move on from something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just it's all also it's all about the approach when it comes to telling your friend. I'm also there are times when you need to stay out of it, mm-hmm. especially if you got, if it's like someone's boyfriend or something like there is a point where you should just not say anything. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I think it is That's about true. the approach. I will say, I think I was fishing. I was asking you to tell me. Well, too. you did come to me about it. Yeah. Ask. So that was another thing. I was really paying attention. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And no one else was straight up with me like you were. Yeah. Because I'm like, you need to stop like. Dilly dying. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to hurt yourself is what I was worried about. Exactly. Okay. So what kind of guy do you think you're going to end up with? Because I really think you need to have a country music like dude face. You know, unfortunately, the psychic did tell me. <laughs> this is where I don't know if she was right. Um, that she sees it, someone that I, I meet when I'm. Well, you know what is interesting? So I have a friend, I have a group of guy friends in Nashville uh-huh. who are, one is really successful in music, and uh-huh. then a few of them are also like in that world. She brought them up and was like, I feel, and I've always said this, and she's like, there's, it's not a love connection, but it, it it's not a romantic love connection, but it is a connection in the way that like, you guys are like very good friends and you guys will keep introducing each other to people, which mm. we do all the time already. Um, but she said she thinks that I'm going to meet someone and they're setting something and they're wearing a suit and it's like lawyer, doctor, which like I would rather, no offense, die than be with the doctor. I, I don't want that. Well, I could see you being with a lawyer. Yeah, I could. That's like, kind of hot. I think lawyers are hot. Bow, like I could do that. Um, but yeah, I would love. Lawyers are so hot. The like country music scene is like Well, what I love. here's my thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like you have a good one or two relationships. Yeah, and I would do that. And yeah. Yeah. That'd be an awesome phase. It'd be fun. Yeah. And you could like look back and be like, yeah, I dated this country music star. My realtor did that and she was telling me, yeah, she was telling me about it. And I was like, oh, that does sound fun. Maybe I would do that. My issue is that I just literally, if a guy comes up to me and I am not in love, I pay them, I don't give them any attention in the slightest. So that's kind of the problem. Okay. Yeah, you don't. But like, I know when you are going to date someone. Yeah, everyone does. And I act like no one knows. She's literally like, no, I don't don't even like him. And we're like, yes, you do, bitch. He's like at my house immediately. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So I feel like your country music dude phase might be like my athlete dude phase. Mm hmm. I what if I I think I can mix the two. What about someone in entertainment law? No, I think in country. I think like an entertainment law dude is like the type you marry. I'm yeah. saying, like, country star is, like, someone you just date for funsies. Yeah, I could be into that. Yeah, but I could see you dating or, like, marrying a lawyer or, like, a business. I think you are so bi- – I think you're yeah. attracted to people's minds like I am, like, the mm-hmm. you know, what's going on up here. And I think uh, a lawyer, someone that challenges you, like – yeah, your brain I, I think is really attractive to you. And I, I like feel leaders. not saying that country singers are. <laughs> I'm like country singers are fucking dumb. No, I'm kidding. No, it's like the I business minded. Yeah, I think yeah. you seem need someone you can like talk strategy with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see. I'll As keep you guys I. posted. If I date a country star, no one will know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, maybe it'll happen. You know <laughs> exactly. Okay, let's cut to a quick break, and we'll come back with more questions. Oh, this is a great question. How do you turn unproductive days into a productive one? I feel like you're the queen of this too. I can be, but last week I was, okay, I have PMDD. So like the week before my cycle, I'm- Wait, what? Premenstrual dysphoric disorder. What does so that like mean? So like the week before my period, it is, I talk about it all the time because so many people have it and you just don't know. You know how, I mean, obviously girls are like, oh, I'm, you know, more emotional or I feel bad or on my cycle, whatever. It is like- and I actually have like anxiety, depression. Like I, I'm not just saying that. So uh-huh. like, oh my god, I feel anxious. But my anxiety, depression, it will be like one day I'm fine. The next day it is a dark cloud over me. I have now I have like extreme fatigue. My eyes were shutting for like two days. I couldn't stay awake. It's really bad. Anyways, that was last week, and it was like worse than normal. 
And so I kind of just ended up being really easy on myself, which I've only recently learned to do. Like, mm. I still have to get things done, but I used to, like, really guilt myself. And Same. Guilt-free. Like, I can't yes. rest guilt-free. Yes, exactly. And I've gotten a lot better at that, but I think the first thing I had to do, actually, with turning unproductive days into productive days was learn to not shame myself for every single thing that I'm doing. Like, it's yeah. like, you're never in your eyes going to be doing enough or seeing yeah. enough or recording enough podcasts, like, whatever it is. So learning to like give myself more grace and be easier on myself. Like I can give anyone in my life grace, but I couldn't give myself any sort of grace. So that was really helpful. Um, just like practical things though, going on a walk, changing your routine. For me, it's almost like always working out. That's a huge thing. When I say when I can, I cannot stress that enough. Mm -hmm. Like dead ass, if I'm having the worst unproductive day and I'm like so guilty about it and I'm like not feeling great and whatever, the only thing actually that can make me feel a little bit better is going to the gym and maybe doing a 30 minute walk on the treadmill. Yeah. Like some sort of movement. Some type. I don't know what it is. It's just so, it's automatic success and accomplishment and like one like it just and like gratification. Yes. Like, instant gratification. That's yeah. what it is. It actually is. I also notice I do a lot better in a routine. That's why I'm so routine. Mm -hmm. So if I'm like, even today, I have a lot going on today and I'm like, I wish I would have booked a workout class. I would have had to do it at like six, but I wish I would have done that because I would have been more on. Like I was thinking about that on the way here. Working out was just a huge thing. Um, like even like I got up and I made sure I journaled because I'm like, I just feel like my brain fog recently has just been so bad. Mm -hmm. Um, I read all the time, things like that. But those are small things that you wouldn't necessarily correlate with turning an unproductive day into a productive day. But for me, it's when I'm in a really healthy routine that I'm the most productive. The busier I get, the more that routine matters. And the more when people are like, how do you have time? It's like, you make time for what you want to make time for. Yeah. And so that helps. The workout slash journaling combo is truly the only thing that actually clears cobwebs yes, in my head. Same. Like, it, I don't know what it is. And it is a common denominator among successful people, mm -hmm. I, I would say, is getting some type of movement. It doesn't have to be a crazy, like, CrossFit oh, workout. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just, it, it can just be going for a light walk or whatever. It's just, like, something about it is, I think, scientifically proven that it, like, it, it, it boosts natural endorphins and mm -hmm. serotonin and things like that. That, I, I don't know, it just gets me going. Do you journal often? Yeah. I'm I mean, how, how would it. you say often? I don't know. I mean, I'm not the best about it. I did it today because I couldn't work out. But I'm trying to get back into it. Another thing that Saga told me is I need to start writing. Um, but do you ever do morning pages when you journal? That's why I'm asking. Do you know what that is? I've heard of that. So basically, you can either set a timer for like 10 minutes or you can say, I'm just going to free write for three for three pages. Sorry. Uh -huh. And you just don't stop. Like your hand doesn't, you don't take your hand off the page. Uh -huh. And when I do that regularly, which well, I, I haven't that. done, yeah, you get things out. Or like, this is another thing too, because I can be pretty, I struggle with finding like, uh, realizing like what my emotions are coming from. Like, I don't know why I feel a certain way sometimes. And that's something my therapist has made me do is like go through and I will write that's three so pages. Good. And then I'm like, oh my God, I would never have thought that was bothering yes. me. But I, I figured out what it was. So that is a huge thing too. If you're feeling really unproductive or you're feeling like you're in a slump, um, I would try morning pages too. I need to do that because sometimes I will get irritable with just random people in my life. Mm -hmm. And it's because a completely different thing that yeah. I don't even realize is really bothering me that much. And that would be the solution. It I helps think. a ton. Mm -hmm. Going on walks too, like getting outside, hot girl walk, podcast, music. Yeah. 
things like that. I think there is a time where you need to give yourself, cut yourself some slack and maybe take the day off. But I would say that's maybe 5% of the time. Also, and that's kind of a high percentage in my opinion. Something about like sweating yes. and like releasing something is like so good. I yeah. don't know what it's has to do scientifically but like it it hits different it makes it like cures all my problems honestly. Yeah. yeah um i would say the same for me when i'm unproductive definitely as if i get 20 to 30 minutes in of anything i feel instantly feel more productive another thing i try and do is one of my favorite things to do actually is when i'm like there's so much in my head and lists that i have to do like right now what i'm thinking about that i have to do and there's so many different pockets of life I need to conquer, conquer that I make this list in a journal where it's like today, maybe, and later. Like You've I do three columns. This. Yes. And it's three columns. And you just take any piece of paper and you put it today, maybe, later. And on today is the only things you 110% will get done. Do not put something you might get done in the today column because that's going to ruin it. Right? You have to put even like little stuff like oh I kind of need to go to the grocery store but I could go tomorrow that goes in the maybe column and then later means like send um expense stuff to tax guy or whatever like stuff that I like it's on my mind Yeah. yeah yeah stuff like that it the only thing in the today column is like what you're actually gonna get done today so sometimes that might be like two or three things because I think it's important to Instead of trying to like some I get lost in like all my different tasks and I feel more productive and I'm like, okay, what's the one thing I actually have to get done today? Because it's way less intimidating than having like 80 gazillion things because I can kind of put those in the other columns. Mm -hmm. And if I get them done, I feel happy because I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't have to do that. Does that make sense? You know what's something you taught me? Yes, what? it does. Um, we used to meet up in the mornings. We would do like weekly meetings of, I don't know, we didn't get coffee we early so, in the morning. We were so like before our time. We were, yeah, we really were. But something you taught me, in an assignment you gave me, if you will, was making a list of things that refuel you throughout the week. And one of my biggest lessons around the age of 20 was realizing that resting and recharge, or that being lazy and resting are totally different things, or recharging, right? So I I made you do that. You wow. made me, right? Well, we both did it. Yeah. But write a list of things that I, like, I got energy from, or oh, that okay. I felt good around, or that I felt better about. And Wait, so, let's, do, let's say ours. So mine, I mean, kind of when I listed off certain friends, I'm actually, an, I'm really outgoing, but I'm actually an introvert. Like, I need time to recharge. Reading mm -hmm. refuels me. Um, cooking from home, going on walks, early morning coffee with friends, Pilates, working out. What about you? Things that refuel me. Um, being outside. Mm -hmm. Um, a great good night's rest, yeah. like, um, of sleep. I think also a good ass conversation with yes. like someone I love. It doesn't even have to be like work related. Um, I have like fa a FaceTime with someone on my list. Yes. Yeah. Um, like it, it, People that I can call that I know it's I'm gonna feel happier about are my mom, you, um, my brother, uh, even like Alicia and Ashley. Mm -hmm. If I were to call them and be like, "Hey, I'm struggling with this. Like, can you help?" and just like making me feel motivated or just excited or you know like no words of encouragement, knowing that because I'm such a words of affirmation person. So sometimes I will ask. I'll be like, "Hey, I'm struggling with this. What should I do?" And I'll ask. You're really good about that. And I like I like asking for help. You verbalize what you need very yes. well. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, 
I don't even realize that I am, but I, now I do because I do mm-hmm. it a lot. I'll be just the other day. I was stressed out because I wanted to go to this thing, but also I was so exhausted and I knew if I would have gone, I would have been like pissed that I would have gone. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I was like, Hey, here's my thoughts. I feel bad. I really want to go, but I'm stressed out and I'm really tired and I know I'll be mad. And I was, I was like, can you walk me through this? Or like, you need to listen to my recent episode with Molly Carmel. She talks about this. Exactly. Oh, really? And she, it was it, and it's all about kind of like new year, like uh-huh. anxiety, whatever. Love. It was so helpful for me okay. in that exact topic. Okay. But yeah, a good conversation does like the best for me. Mm-hmm. Definitely a walk, workout. Even I love a great podcast. Yeah. Um, some good ones that I resort to recently or I've been resorting to are I love Smartless. Have you heard no. of that? Oh my God, Kenzie, you're going to forking okay. love it. It's with three comedians. So it's Will Arnett, which is Amy Poehler's ex-husband. Yeah. Um, Sean Hayes and uh, Jason Bateman from Ozark and I'm not kidding you so they're like comedians and it's these three guys and every week they have on a new celebrity guest so like one of them will surprise the other two like the other two don't know who it is so th- it'll be cool. literally like Sandra Bullock or like LeBron James or um, Ryan Reynolds like these are actual guests that they'll have and it'll be like Jason surprising the other two with Sandra Bullock yeah, or like crazy. Ryan Reynolds like someone crazy so the other two like haven't prepared oh to, like, I like that for a the lot. interview so it's like so like off the cuff and I'm sure like on the back end their mm-hmm. producers are like okay here's some topics whatever but um it's they're so funny and it's so cool because it is technically an entertainment like comedic podcast but you they're interviewing such high performing successful people that you still get little tidbits and i don't know it just yeah. it clears my mind well, I, what I, I love I've, that what i podcast. found too with podcasts is that i so, like there i go through phases where all i can listen to is like high performing whatever and then i'm burnt Same. out from that and i need it to be entertaining entertainment yeah. They have a really good, I would say, mix of yeah. that. Um, I also love Armchair Experts. I mean, I love the Skinny Confidential as well. Yeah. But sometimes I don't want to want to be as motivated. I want more yes. entertainment, like yeah. just funny. I want to laugh. Um, also a good laugh, like that refuels me. Mm-hmm. What else? Eating good. It like I found as soon as I came back to LA and I was starting to like order a lot of sweet green and I sound like such an LA bitch right now. But like I'm not kidding you, my my head was more clear. Well, that's like science. It is science. Yeah, also, um, daylight, like yeah, like sunny daylight. Um, I don't know. A clean house. That's my number one thing. I can't. I'm one of those people that cannot. Fu- yeah, I can't function because I haven't. Like, it just makes my anxiety worse. Mm-hmm. I have to have my house clean. Also, I'm not kidding you. This is like really corny, but like sometimes I like will play now that I live alone. I did this when Peyton wouldn't be there because she like I'm already psycho enough for Peyton. <laughs> but she um I'll like blare music and yeah. I will literally dance yeah, by myself. Yeah, I, I do that too actually. It helps a lot, especially before recording. It's something yes. about like I'm not kidding you the Grey's Anatomy like dance it out like it helps. Yeah. Like moving your body and just like I, and I'll like be in my own That's world. So like Danielle, her mom does that too. Like she, Danny does that. No, I yeah. have to. Like, it's helpful. It is, and it like it's just having fun. Like I think so much of w- our work life can get so serious, and it's like, what's the point? Like mm-hmm. I want to have fun, and I'm addicted to fun. And so. you can have fun throughout, and I, I'm trying to be better about that. What but, do you mean? Like, have fun throughout. Like sometimes I'll just be so focused on what I have to do that I'm not like. Enjoying it. it in the way that I should be. I hate when I do that. Yeah, and so I'm I trying agree. to be better about that. Like I have to be. You have to really be intentional, though. For I me think at least. that the root of that, though, is for me at least, 
is gratitude. Like going mm-hmm. back to my journal and being like, I am thankful to be in the position I am because I dead ass am. Like, yeah. and I forget, yeah. which is, it's inevitable. Like this is my new normal. But b- like a year ago, I would have died knowing that like I could reach out to my manager to reach out with to my dream brand. Like yes. I dead ass would have died. Like yes. knowing that I had that contact or whatever the situation mm-hmm. is for you. But I, I agree. Like I think that, having gratitude makes things more fun like oh my gosh i get to go to the pretty basic set and like tell them what pop culture drama to talk about like that's crazy Mm -hmm. that's my job um but sometimes i forget that that's fun going because you're just in your routine yes exactly and it just becomes your normal and then you're not yeah yeah. so i like i think going to my journal really helps me in like having gratitude like writing i'm thankful for i'll do a whole page of i'm thankful for blah blah blah. i'm thankful for this i'm thankful i'm grateful for this because sometimes you're it, in a it rut and it, and it helps you yeah it re- it does re- rewire your brain going back to a, a, like how i execute things too mm-hmm. i'm thinking a lot of that is actually rooted in anxiety because i've always been like i have to do it but then i have also been lucky enough to surround myself with people who have done like stuff and yeah. so i see that also i think a lot of it is growing up in texas people just work and work ethic there is very different like here people work really hard or they don't work at all like oh my god that's there, so true it, there's a difference in work ethics and that they're either working their ass off or they're not really doing anything so true and in texas consistently everyone just does what they say and so i think i now that my brain is turned on more think it's rooted in anxiety it's also that i've surrounded myself with people who i see do cool things uh-huh. my dad has instilled confidence in me my dad thinks i could literally be president Aww, and like I love he, that. but because of that i grew up thinking i really could do anything uh-huh. so it's like this naive mindset that i try to go back to like my 17 year old self when mm-hmm. i was like i can do anything and then um like also a lot of it is gratitude and seeing people around me do things like uh-huh. to give you guys more practical tips as I'm thinking about this um, has really helped. And if you don't have a parent that has like instilled that confidence in you, like you can build it find. yourself and you can find it. It doesn't have to be external. Um, and then it's just about who you surround yourself with. Even it's not even like my friends at home all have more traditional jobs. It's not that I'm like, oh, they're doing exactly what I want to be doing, but they're like they all have very strong work work ethics anyways uh-huh. so it's really helpful i think uh-huh. a lot of it is who you surround yourself with and your environment totally is who you surround yourself with but i will say this is the last thing i'll mm-hmm. say and then we'll wrap up is that one of my favorite things about you is i love this podcast by the way no I, <laughs> no is i'm dead ass like mm-hmm. kenzie even came to me when you were talking about maybe doing this clothing brand thing mm-hmm. and i was like honestly not a good idea it's fucking hard yeah like i was like i work with a clothing brand. like it's it's hard i was just like mm-hmm. very real i was like it is brutal like it, it's more hard than it is almost rewarding at the at the point that yeah. i'm in right now right but i love that you still just are going for it well and- i also talked to people who are doing it in the way that i'm doing it and they said the same thing but it's a like parallel is totally different than what we wanted to do so it did give me better insight to like what i would be doing yeah. it made me feel better but i will say like i was like i almost was like i would wait mm-hmm. a little that's good that was my take on it and she still and i know like we really value and trust each yeah. other's opinion and she still is like killing it doing your thing like starting or whatever and still still going for it and what all of that to say is even though you trust and i know you value my opinion as well as others that you know lead you into whatever Mm -hmm. areas of life i know that i i love that you at the end of the day have to be and are your biggest cheerleader and if you don't believe in it no one else will you know what i mean like just because 
there's been times where my parents have told me like eh, I don't think that's a good idea and I still did it and it actually was a great idea you know what I mean yeah you have you have to even though like pe- people are going to be your cheerleaders on the like um, people you surround yourself with are going to encourage you and lift you up and whatever, but they're also sometimes going to like maybe pull you back and you know in your heart like you have to be your biggest cheerleader because no one else will be, even your closest friends, even your closest mentors, even yeah. your parents. You also have to get good at trusting your gut and yeah. even with my podcast, the people around me at the time when I started told me not to do it so many times yeah. and it's the best thing I've done career-wise. Yes. It's the most growth in my network of people is in like literally the richest woman in the world because of that yeah. podcast. Like most successful, like in every way it's made my life so much better but it's trusting your gut uh-huh. and that, it's like part your of it is like it gets easier but it doesn't but also I'm like once you, now I know in the ways that I haven't trusted my gut, I've always regretted it and so now I, you, I feel like for me at least, the more I do it and the more I'm like, all right, I know that this is the next move. It makes it a little bit easier because I have like almost like proof is on the pudding. Like I've like looked back and I'm like, well, that was a good move. I'm glad that I like trusted myself then. Uh-huh. And that also goes to like getting to know yourself, doing small exercises, of, like what refuels yes. me. Therapy, reading is like my biggest thing. Like I think a lot of it is like getting to know yourself and then trusting your gut and then also like moving on that. Mm-hmm. And then over time you build more trust and confidence within yourself and then you're able to do like the bigger the next move that's bigger yeah but yeah. at the end of the day you can have the best piece of advice from anyone and like no one's going to believe in your yes. self or your personal project or your business that you start more than you yeah so yeah that's our end of the pod kenzie thank you so much for coming on thanks for having me and where can everyone follow you pimp yourself out do your thing Kenzie Elizabeth on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Kenzie Elizabeth Hey on TikTok. I'm a big TikToker these days. Oh, I, I have been all over it. It's so much fun. I love um, TikTok. And then we're recording an episode for my podcast, which is the I Love You So Much podcast with Kenzie Elizabeth. So go check it out and be sure to rate, review, do all the things, and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Making Moves Pod. Um, follow us on Instagram, Making Moves Pod underscore. And be sure to, I don't know, do all the things. Subscribe. <laughs> yeah, follow Kenzie and subscribe. Your channel. Yeah, subscribe to my YouTube channel. <laughs> and uh, we will see you guys next week. Be sure to make someone's day. Peace. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.